to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 233, Day of the Daleks. My name is John, and joining me every time we somehow watch two different versions of the same serial is <laughs> my good friend Taylor. Taylor. Hello. Hey there. How does this happen? <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm not watching it on BritBox necessarily. Yes. And you are? I, I apparently am all of a sudden. I don't know why. Uh, because it's, maybe it's just easy for you, I and, guess. It's, and it's less easy for me, even though we have it. Yeah, I'm not sure why I made the switch to BritBox. I can't remember what the deal was, um, but I just, you know, I'm still subscribed to it. So yeah, no, and then it's a worthwhile subscription. Don't get me wrong. I I just I grab those uh, old files, yeah. that, uh, from way back when, and I chuck them on my phone. It just makes it easy to watch, like during lunchtime on a work day. Absolutely, uh, and take notes. So. So we'll, we'll I've, yeah. I've got some old stuff. We'll we'll talk about many of the differences. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that <laughs> as the episode goes along. And I will say now, you know what? We'll just get into it later because okay, I was right, and I was sad. I'm sad that I was right, but anyway, um, how are you? I'm hanging in there. Yep, life is um a little crazy, a little chaotic, and uh, you know, uh, much of it is just the state of the world right now. Yeah, I hate to say it, but the state of the world right now. Yeah, um, you know, I'll, 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 I've got one one chance to say it. So if you are a listener of ours in California, make sure you get that uh, recall ballot in, and and yeah, I hope you better be voting no on it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, please vote your conscience, but I really hope you're voting no on it. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yes. yes, yes. Um, and yeah, just everything. I, I don't know, man. Life is um, 2021 is giving 2020 a run for its money. Yeah, it really, yeah. Uh, it really is. Yeah, wear hey. masks, get vaccinated, um, uh, stop supporting people who are, I don't know, trying to take away your liberties or control your bodies or yeah. whatever. Absolutely, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, how are you, John? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well. <laughs> Good. Uh, I am. You know, I had today off. Well, a lot of us did. Likewise. So um, that was nice. Took a nap midday. I read a lot of Terry Pratchett. Oh, nice. I, yeah. I um, we watched uh, this. <laughs> we watched this movie. I, I think it's supposed to be a Hulu original, but I think it was a movie that was probably made for you know the theater, and they Hulu just bought it. Gotcha. And it's it's called Vacation Friends, and it's starring John Cena. And oh, it, really? It is hilarious. It is really, really funny. Uh, really? Yes. Everyone in it okay. is fantastic. It's great. I, I, I highly recommend it. It's, um, uh, despite John Cena being in it, it is not a child's movie. <laughs> so uh, just a heads <laughs> kinda up like, Kind of like certain Vin Diesel movies? Yes. Yeah. Not, the, yeah. not the Pacifier, though. <laughs> you know that was supposed to be Jackie Chan, right? In the, no, really? Yeah, in the Pacifier. I did not know that. Yeah. That wow. Been, that would have been cool, but. You know, I still think it was still a good movie, regardless. <laughs> anyway, nice. uh, let's talk about uh, what's making us happy this fortnight, shall we? 
Um, sure. Do you want to go first? Sure. I will go okay. first. Okay. So two things. Actually, three things. Good. The, the, the first and second one is we had, we sent all of our clothes to be, we sent them to a laundromat to be done. All of them. Yes. I and, think I remember seeing these tweets. Yes. Uh, yes. We, we sent all of them and we got them all back and it was great. And then today we had uh, a cleaning service come and just clean the apartment because we have not, <sighs> we have not had that happen for a while. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and uh so that's great because everything's clean. Uh, I will also say we did a, a little bit of prep in the studio mm-hmm. and it is like now walkable, which is great. There's not stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I feel really good about that. And the third thing that is making me happy is professional wrestling. Yesterday we had AEW's All Out and it's probably one of the best pay-per-views I've seen in a very long time. And cool. the ending was was really great. I've actually watched the ending of the like the closing segment. I've watched it probably no less than 10 times since it happened last night. It, Holy uh, moly. Yeah, it's uh it's it was very cool. We had some some debuts, uh some surprises. It was very just very very cool stuff and yeah. wow yeah. okay interesting yeah we we actually um we've recently started um using a cleaning service oh cool and they come once every other week right on. um and um yeah it's um it, it just it's kind of nice you know we're in a position where we can afford yeah. it and it kind of just takes that like one little layer of like oh my gosh i've got to do that too yeah kind of off now it's been it's been a little weird with getting the bathrooms redone oh right yeah right now so it's like there's construction and cleaning happening at the same time so there's been a couple times now it's like you know what just don't bother with anything over here because it's it's gonna be useless yeah and now it's don't bother with anything over here because all this stuff is going on um but yeah it's um yeah it's it's helpful yeah, it's helpful when you've when you've got a lot of stuff going on to just be able to be in a position to have that. I know that I know not everybody else has that ability um, to to have that service, yeah. but um, I am surprised at how much it's kind of like okay, yeah, don't have to worry about that. I can focus on getting these other things done around the house that I wouldn't have been able to otherwise, and that is good. Yeah, it's a nice little reset. Yeah, yeah. Um, for myself, I, you know, I got to tell you, I've been agonizing the past couple of days. I'm like, what is making me happy? There's so many things going on Yeah, that is kind of just bleh and chaos and, um, and everything. Like, I mean, I just, I look at friends and coworkers and stuff and people are either, you know, having COVID scares or they've got it, or they've got family members who are in the hospital with it. And it's just like, what the hell is going on? Um, and so I, I, I have to say, I mean, it's not a big thing. I feel like anything that I did come up in my life, this seems so small in comparison to everything else, but I am very happy that we got the Spotify feed for all night with the yeah. living geeks sorted out. Uh, that does yeah. make me very happy. Um, and building on that, the number of friends I've had who are like, Oh, I can find you on Spotify again. I'm listening to you guys right now or, Oh, I'm subscribed. Like within, within like 12 hours, I had two friends be like, Oh yeah, totally subscribing now that I can find you on there. 
Yeah, that was. And I'm um, like, that's great, awesome, thank you. So I'm glad it was an easy fix. So happy it was yeah. an easy fix, and I'm, you know, if I had known XML better, I probably could have found it and figured it out. But as soon as I saw where it was, I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah, I see how this works. I just put this here, upload it, done, and. Before I even had a chance to check, you messaged me. And you're like, dude, yeah, I totally see it already. Yeah. So that's great. It's up. And folks, if you want to listen to us talk about, you know, high strangeness and ghosts and cryptids and UFOs and stuff, and you're on Spotify and you only like getting your podcasts on Spotify, uh, go look for All Night with the Living Geeks. You will be able to find us and listen to us now. So yes. Hooray for that. Indeed. Hooray for that. Love it. <laughs> so there you go yeah all right that's making me happy okay so before we get into uh day of the daleks we've got some story not story notes oh my goodness we got who news <laughs> we have who we news do first. have we have who news now we have story notes later yes. and we now have a little bit more detail about russell t davies mind of the hodiac yes coming to you for big finish i think march of next year if i'm not mistaken let's go yeah, exactly. So um, we talked previously how um, Russell T. Davies had found an old script that he had written back in the um, Sixth Doctor era. And so um, Big Finish was like, hey, how about we make it? Um, so here's the synopsis of it. This is This is what we have now. In the depths of space, the mysterious Hodiak is manipulating the galactic stock exchange to raise money. His aim? To hire mercenaries for a deadly quest across the stars. Meanwhile, on Earth, an ordinary British family is plagued by a series of psychic events. The one thing connecting these events is a magnificent patchwork coat, which just so happens to belong to the Doctor. Now, what I'm hoping is that we take that literally and there is literally something about the coat. Yeah. That is like the key to all this. Mm. Because I think that would be kind of crazy because I'd actually like a reason for that coat to exist. Yeah. Uh, So we shall see. But yes, it is not due out until March of 2022. You can absolutely pre-order it right now if you haven't already, like me, over at the Big Finish website. There you go. Yep. And speaking about our pals over at Big Finish, I say that like we know them personally or something. They, we maybe, should. Maybe, maybe someday. We should. Yeah. Um, I was very excited to see uh, that uh, Ace, Sophie Aldred, is coming to Torchwood. Oh. Of all things, Torchwood, the Red List. Interesting. Uh, coming November of this year. So just a couple more months to wait for that. Yeah. Uh, here's the synopsis for that one. Obviously, we've we've got links to all this stuff in the show notes. Pre-order if you want to. At first, it was lights in the sky. Then the country started falling apart. I know that feeling. Torchwood has come to help. So has a charitable earth. But there's a problem. Mr. Colchester and Ms. McShane find themselves trapped in a quarantine hotel in the middle oh. of an alien invasion. Doesn't that always happen? I tell you. Can they save the world without leaving their rooms? Maybe. <laughs> probably i mean i'd like to hope so. i yeah i hope so i um, hope so yeah so i was like oh interesting okay let's let's work ace into some big finish i'm okay with that they got her into class yep for big finish i still need to listen to that oh yeah season two yeah oh boy Ugh, it's too much i know i know i'm it's yeah so much 
so much. Anyway, over at the Radio Times, um, an interview with Philip Hinchcliffe uh, admits that he didn't really think out that whole Morbius doctor thing. <laughs> really? Wait, what? You, you weren't did... thinking ahead and thinking of canon and, oh, good heavens. No, I'm uh, I totally can't, joking. Can't believe it. He didn't consider the repercussions. <laughs> Holy moly. It wasn't thought out at all. Yep. It's it really is hilarious. We we've we've reviewed the brain of Morbius. Um, we absolutely loved how bonkers it was. Yeah. Um. So yes, Philip Pinchcliffe says yes. It wasn't thought out at all. It uh, had originally been uh, the plan was to feature well-known actors um, as these pre-Hartnell doctors for something of a throwaway gag. Um, but the plans were disrupted, meaning that a number of production staff, including Philip Hinchcliffe himself, had to pose for the shots. Um, it was literally um, was like, look, we we can't get all these people or we can't get their photographs. Um, we needed as many people as possible down in the photographic studio now. And so anybody who was in that day <laughs> working on the show could be grabbed during that lunch hour, was corralled and marched down to wardrobe. Oh, man. Yeah. So it, it the, what I find interesting is that Hinchcliffe does say he he always you know in his own mind was like um, there were versions of the Doctor before William Arnold so that idea at least existed yeah you know pre the whole timeless children thing um, but yeah it's it's just hilarious that he's like yeah we we really didn't think it out we were just going to do this <laughs> as a as a lark oh boy. And then it turned into all this. Yes, all this that we see before us. Gotta love it. Goodness. Got to love it. Um, well, this next one, by way of Rachel Talalay's social media, oh. uh, she wrote the foreword for this book, which in the States is coming out November 16th. I believe it is already out in the UK. Of course uh, it is. Doctor. Of course it is. Yeah, because all of it is, ugh, people, come on. This is... This is not that hard um called doctor who atlas mm. um and it is actually i'm very surprised by this because looking at it it looks like you know kind of a great resource guide as to the different uh worlds that have been featured in doctor who and it's actually according to the publisher geared for ages 8 to 12 oh um but if you go in, I've got the um, the U.S. Amazon link in the show notes. They've got um, some sample images from the book, um, and it's it's like it's got a lot about the different companions. Um, we've got kind of a um, an illustrated map of sorts, not like Google Maps. Obviously, you're not going to get like street view of the citadel. Um, but we've got like a map of Gallifrey, a map of Scarrow, a map of Trenzalore. Oh. Um, I think we've even got Mars in there, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, because okay. there's there's Sutek, there's the Ice Warriors. Um, so if on these on these maps of these different worlds, you know, here's different references to different stories that take place there, different uh, creatures or technology that's been seen there. Um, Very cool. I like the art. I like the art a lot. Yeah. Um, it is one of those things where it's kind of like, 
this might be worth getting just to get, even if it is just geared that, yeah. for a younger audience, because the art really is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you are so inclined or if you have a child in your life who is big on Doctor Who, maybe this will be a uh, suitable Christmas gift, uh, assuming it still actually comes out November 16th. Yeah. <laughs> assuming so. Because delays, delays, supply lines. Oy. Anyway. Yep. Um, and last but not least, breaking just this morning um, and, and being confirmed, uh, unlike last time where it turned out to be a false alarm, uh, Tony Selby, who played Sabalom Glitz, Glitz, oy, sorry about that. Tony Selby, who played Sabalom Glitz, has passed away. Very sad. We love Glitz. Very sad indeed. Um, I'm trying to remember. He was born in 1938. So let's see. That makes him do the math in my head. 83. Wow. 83. Um, and if you could actually hear the keys typing just then, I swear the math was done in my head. I swear it was. <laughs> uh, but yes, very sad because we loved uh, we loved Glitz. Travel both the Time Lord and Dragonfire, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly, Dragonfire, and yeah. Um, so yeah, very sad to hear of his passing. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> oh, I do have one other yes. piece. I do have one other piece of news that I would like to. Just, oh, what do you have? It's it's more of a it's more of a like per, I guess per, would you call it personal? I don't know. Um, sure, my episode not? of um, the uh, the oh my goodness the. The Who Knew? The Who Knew is yes. uh, Lauren and I's podcast. We we recorded it a little while ago. We are uh, we're going to be on the next episode. They told me when I recorded with them last week for another episode. Wow, uh, nice. that our episode should be out um, this week. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, it looks like they released on August twenty fourth. The the um, the bells of Saint John. Mm-hmm. And then we were on the uh, the rings of uh, Akaton. Akat. Yeah. Akaton. Rings of Akaton. Yes, we were on we were on that. And then yeah. I just recorded hide with them. Um, Ooh, yeah, another good one. Yeah. So yeah, nice. it's um, very cool. Yeah, that episode should be coming out soon. Um, yeah, if it's every two weeks, it might even be tomorrow. It could be tomorrow. Just check them out. It's uh, who knew podcast.com. Or you can cool. follow them on Twitter. It's Who Knew Podcast. I believe it should be out soon. But I, it's always a fun time recording with them. It's uh, that's great. Yeah. Have you recorded with them yet? I actually have not. Okay, we'll set that. We'll figure that out. I think that yeah. you, you and me and um, we could hop on there and do something with them. I'm sure. I know they listen fun. to this podcast. I believe. Well, hi guys. Hello. Yes, because you had told me that they mentioned to you that they loved the alternate titles. Alternate ti- Every that time we, I go on, they love, they love the alternate titles. I mean, well, that, that, that means you a lot to me. come I up with. That. I give full yeah. credit to my co-host. Honestly, go, sometimes I, there are there are things you say during a recorder. I'm like, ooh, that would make a great alternate <laughs> title. So, so it's not always just me. Well, okay, fine, fair, <laughs> fair, fair enough. All right, let's let's uh, see if we can say some funny things and get a, a different alternate title or something. I don't know. <laughs> All right, this week we watched uh, Day of the Daleks, starring John Pertwee as the Doctor, Katie Manning as Joe Grant, Nicholas Courtney as the MFing Brig, 
and John Levine as Sergeant Benton, uh, one of the nicest people I've ever met in real life. Very cool person. It was yeah. written by Lewis Marks and directed by Paul Bernard. It first aired January 1st, Happy New Year, through January 22nd, 1972. And is the first story of Season 9. And we have, holy moly, a slew of story notes, probably none of which uh, confirm that we both watch different versions uh, anyway. <laughs> I know, right? And these very weird these story not, notes. Not, yeah, not only a new year's episode, a new season. Yeah, let's keep in mind when we talk about the story that this was the season opener. This is uh, boy. Well, we'll get into it, but these we will. These story notes are brought to us by the fine folks over at Tardis Wikia. Indeed. Now, as always, we love a good working title, and this had the working titles of The Ghost Hunters or Years of Doom okay. or The Time Warriors. Okay. Like, but they've had the Time Warriors yeah. singular. Anyway, anyway, the Day of the Daleks <laughs> and just ghosts. All right, let's 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 just break this down for a minute. I sure. think The Ghost Hunters would have been a better title only because our introduction to the Daleks is so jarring yes. during this, but we'll, that that's my two cents on that, but that's all I got to really say yep. about that. I'm, I'm on, I'm on board with that. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't necessarily love the title day of the Daleks. Yes. It's like, this happens it's, over it's many multiple times. days, multiple yes. points in time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, the feels lazy. Analysis- it does. I'll it does. say it. <laughs> it does. Seeing as how, uh, what, uh, uh, there's Night of the Living Dead. I think that was 1968. So maybe they were trying to take some sort of like spin on the zombie. Oh, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I could be wrong. The mind analysis machine sequence represents the first occasion that images of William Hartnell or Patrick Troughton had appeared in the show since their departures from it. Uh, with the exception of the image of Hartnell when the second doctor looks into the mirror in Power of the Daleks. Anyway, the next occasion they were all seen on screen, and the only other occasion this occurred in the Perchwee era was when they both guest starred in The Three Doctors, which we rather enjoyed. Yeah, we did. Um, So episode four of this particular story was originally intended to include a confrontation between the Doctor and the Daleks, in which the Daleks explained how they destroyed those of their number who were infused with the human factor in the evil of the Daleks, which is a Patrick Troughton story that is currently getting some uh, animation done to it. Yeah. And it comes out, I believe uh, at the end of this month. Oh really? Is it that soon? It might yeah, be, but it might only be UK. UK. I gotta, I gotta probably, double check here. Probably is. Yeah. Um, and turned their attention to conquering earth by means of time travel. But the scene had to be edited out due to the episode overrunning. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. It would have been nice to kind of have that little bit of continuity between the... It, yeah, it would have been nice. Between the stories. Also, uh, <laughs> Evil of the Daleks comes out in in the good old U.S. of A. November 16th. Oh, just in time to get that book as well. Yeah. Anyway, this is the first story in which the Doctor encounters and actually interacts with another version of his current incarnation. Oh, yeah. In the scene in episode one where the doctor's tinkering with the TARDIS console and he and Joe meet future versions of themselves. Um, 
It was originally intended, actually, that in episode four, the Doctor and Joe would meet their episode one selves, this time obviously being the future selves, and the audience would thus realize where the future doubles had come from, which I think would have been excellent. Yeah. Uh, But the scene was another that had to be dropped because episode four was running too long. Indeed, this is the first story in which the Doctor meets himself, whether the same or another incarnation, uh, since this serial was broadcast a full year before the three doctors interesting yep all right uh in episode two when the controller and his very fabulous hair yes uh tells joe right we'll talk about that uh tells joe that she's already told him the year and goes on to ask uh where and when the doctor is she gives the date of september the 13th which oddly enough is coming up exactly one week from today oh geez Yeah, this is a production team in-joke. This is a reference to the first of the four days of location filming for the story, which took place from Monday the 13th to September 16th, my birthday, uh, 1971. Now, fun fact, as I just happened to look over at my calendar, 50 years on from when this filming took place, I'm looking at the calendar. Next Monday is Monday the 13th. Wow. Thursday is Thursday the 16th. Holy moly. And check that out. 50 years apart, we are exactly lined up on the calendar. Amazing. Wow. That's a nice little synchro. All right. Uh, John Pertwee, who would later say, I've never liked the Daleks, felt that the monsters were very limited and couldn't understand their popularity. However, he would concede the publicity that followed the announcement of their return to the series by Barry Letts was perhaps worth biting my lip. (laughs) On the other hand, he enjoyed working with the story's guest cast. He also liked the Ogrons, as unlike the Daleks, their design allowed the actors' mouths and lips to be seen, and thus he felt allowed the actors playing them to come to grips with their characters and with an entire range of expressions available, make the viewers believe in their performance. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get it too. And um, given how the Daleks originally sounded in the original broadcast <laughs> version of this, I can totally get it. Yeah. Those but Daleks print about. money, though. Yep, they do. Print that money. They do, even today. All right. Well, lastly, John Pertree, John Pertwee recalled that he persuaded Barry Letts to include the trikes. Oh, Oh God. Scene in the story. We will talk about this. Reflecting his love of vehicles. I love that John Pertwee is a bit of a petrol head. However, he considered the chase sequence involving them to be one of the more dangerous stunts that I insisted on doing during his time on the series. So he did no stunts at all is basically what he's saying. (laughs) Literal men just stood around him and, and tried to like. Oh my jeez. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll to talk, it. We'll we, get to we, it. We will get there because I have feelings about it too. Holy moly. All right, Taylor. Yeah. Well, you have a world famous synopsis for us, so take it away. Indeed I do. The Doctor and Joe arrive at the stately home of Sir Reginald Styles. It probably no relation to Harry Styles, probably. Mm. Uh to investigate the curious um ghost of a gorilla, like not gorilla yes. gorilla from the future it turns out that these gorillas are coming back from the 22nd century to try and prevent a future full of war death and daleks but as the doctor and joe jump around hey jump around in time they eventually learn that this time-like loop isn't as open as they thought can they stop the future from setting itself in motion 
can the brig stop the doctor from stealing his jeep and can the daleks sound less threatening and can we find a way to escape from the planet of the Orgons? well find out in the day of the daleks okay taylor let's um let's address that we both watched different versions of this. Let's let's address absolutely. So I watched this on BritBox, just minding my own business. So yeah, a lot, as you do, a, a lot of my notes will reference. Um, Whoa! Look at the CG. Whoa! Look at this special effect. This is crazy. How did they do this back in this day? They couldn't have done it back in this day, and exactly. uh, sadly, they didn't. Um, I was like. I I think I was I told Lauren if I find out that these graphics were originally in the episodes and this is an as is thing and it doesn't say anything in the story notes otherwise I'm gonna be really mad because uh, they would have been real ahead of their time but that was not the case because uh, apparently the um, it, it, to entertain which I believe is the the broadcast it is it's bbc it's like a sub bb anyway they were bothered yeah. by elements of this story um and they paid for it to be somewhat reshot and enhanced for the 2011 dvd special edition uh releasing containing it it had a remastered audio and video quality cgi special effects and other touched up effects and it also brought back nicholas briggs as the voice of the Daleks. So, wow. yeah, and they, they smoothed out some stuff, too, and they, they said he had, you know, obviously, it's it's Nicholas Briggs. He knows what he's doing. He has, the you know, the confidence to do the performance for that. Um, mm-hmm. So they said that his renditions are much smoother and not as harsh uh, yep. than what was delivered from the original voice artists who were Oliver Gilbert and Peter... Uh, Messaline. So, yes, we watch different versions. Uh, Taylor <laughs> Taylor found this out as he went through my notes, and I I usually take screenshots and put them in when I want to reference something. And I'm like, look at where did these graphics come from? And it's like the um, I believe it's the the uh, what is it when they're they're showing exteriors of the mega um, Oh my goodness! What do they call it? the the uh, the magnetron? The magnetron? Yes. Yeah. So they're showing like the magnetron, and it looks like brilliant. I was like, "Whoa, this is crazy!" Right. But it, it's like it kind of borderlined where I was like, "This could be, it could be," but I don't think it is. Like I was just very confused. And no, all I'm of- looking at some of these screenshots, and I'm like, "Wow, that." This is nothing like what I saw. Now, was the um, the little time travel um, the trans the yellow transport thing? Was that also touched up? The um, the the like the special effect, yeah, of them kind of like opening the time I don't know tunnel for lack of a better yes thing. Um, honestly, I'm I'm looking real quickly to see if you've got an example. I do. It, it is. It. It's um. It's down after the first screenshot of um the magnetron. It's, okay, so where this dude is standing behind the yeah uh, the couch the couch behind the couch okay. scale. Yes. Uh, no, actually, um the the time travel effect looked a lot like uh they were just overlaying the beginning of the opening sequence oh, in a so, different color. It was very spirally. Yeah, this was pretty looking. spirally. 
Okay, then I might not be looking at well, the, the right... Well, sh- the shot, I didn't really get a good screenshot. I was just like, hey, okay. look at this thing. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty spiral release. So maybe they didn't change that. Um, and then, like, the death scenes where they had the lasers, which already looked... I was like, whoa, these look pretty crazy. Uh, and then they, when they would kill someone, they would literally explode. Like, oh, it, heavens. It was very cool. So I, I think what I want to ask first, Taylor, because... I was blown away by, you know, some of the graphic stuff here. That was pretty much like that. I was like, whoa, this is absolutely insane. This is so cool. And now I find out that it's not the original version. What did you what did you think of the episode? Okay, so it's okay as far as classic who stories go. Um, I I can kind of see why it's not really thought of as like the best or much of a favorite um there's like when when the gorillas are shooting their weapons there are there are no like laser lines there's a flash of no yeah there's there's at no point like when the daleks finally do shoot like all the way down to the very last episode um it's it's literally just the little like flower petal looking thing that kind of comes out of the gun right wow. there's there's no laser blasts drawn on wow. um the the gorillas guns um like it's a, it's almost like a like a flashbulb effect <laughs> okay and 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 whoever is getting hit by it uh simply just disappears yeah so they did a lot of work with that because I, yes it was like a sunbeam came out of those guns and just yeah. obliterated anything it touched. It was yeah, crazy. No, nothing in the original, nothing came out of any of the weapons at any time. You, obviously, with oh, this unit was like guns, Star Wars, you know, you'll you'll get a muzzle flash. Yeah, obviously, because they're shooting blanks, right? So that doesn't count. Any anything that is is uh, special effects in terms of futuristic weaponry. It, there's there's nothing drawn on nothing whatsoever wow. yeah so I, um, I mean the first graphic i saw i was like this seems weird but oh i'm gonna roll with it and then we got like all the ray gun effects and i was like this is pretty cool and the i'm and gonna I, have to like bring up Britbox and rewatch the story i mean it, i would watch it in like tri- I, I will say watch it in triple time or something because i honestly this story i don't think was very strong no, um, I agree. I, the graphics really kind of saved it for me because I was like, this is cool. Um, and also, I mean, another thing that saved it for me that I didn't know is we had different voice actors. Yes. Because you you were like, what is with these the Dalek voice? It's so weird. And I was like, it sounds the same to me. I don't know what he's talking about. I, you know, I'd read, I was reading your notes. I'm like, I don't understand what, what is he talking about? It's, yeah, it is the, the guys who did the voices of the Daleks in, in the original broadcast version. I, I didn't bother looking up to see if they've done like a lot of Dalek voices. Um, but it was all, I mean, yes, it was modulated. Yes. They sounded like Daleks. Um, but they were all very kind of, um, they were all kind of very deadpan. Okay. You know, it was, it was just, <clears throat> there wasn't compared to say, you know, Nicholas Briggs's inflection, mm. right? He can get, you know, very staccato and, and, and kind of pitch up 
as you know the Daleks get a little bit more ragey, yeah, and and animated and hyped up, um, because you know Daleks when they get really hyphy, yes, they they get like that. Um, no, these they go dumb. Stayed, yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> these stayed very kind of um, monotone in that same respect. Man. There's a couple times, kind of like when they're in a group. I don't know if. Um, if if what you watch still had there's one thing where it's like they kept like fading between like two different camera angles oh that was at the end of yes yeah episode two i think so where uh, yeah and it was very jarring i was like this is weird it was and there were some interesting directorial choices that i want to talk about later but but focusing on the daleks right now um there would be times and they really jumped out at me because, you know, the Daleks, they, they break on the syllables. Yes. Right? Exterminate, right? Four syllables. Daleks are great for teaching phonics to kids and how to break up uh, words into syllables. But there would be certain times in the original track of this where, like, one of the Daleks would be talking either to another Dalek or the doctor or whoever. The controller is what I'm thinking of, probably. Um and you'd come across like a larger, like three syllable word, and it would just say it <laughs> rather than break it up. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold yeah. on. You know, this is like this is like data on Star Trek using a contraction. Like you don't do that. Yeah. And it's just I don't know why. Like every now and then you'd get like a large word just been like blah rather than broken up. But I was like, wait, okay, so, so weird. These Daleks felt very underwhelming in the sense. And, and plus, you don't really get them kind of like engaged in what they do, exterminating until the very last episode. Yeah. And that was another thing. The extermination uh, graphic. There were a few things. I think in one of my notes I put, I'm not buying this for a second. Yes. Because <laughs> I've watched enough classic Who to know. There was nowhere in any budget that they were they were getting to make these graphics for especially for like everything. But yeah, the no, extermination like, graphics. It sounds were like crazy. they put out a, a 40th anniversary edition. Oh yeah, that has to be what it was. Um yeah, because when when the Daleks in the original track when when the Daleks shot someone, we get the the, con- te- the classic kind of like film negative. Yes. Of of their target, and then the then then the person drops. Yeah, I mean they they kind of did that, but they added like we see the skeleton and all that stuff. Okay, yeah, no, we didn't didn't have any of that in, in the original. That's wild, man. I, yeah, it's so weird that we watched two. Like this is the first time that's ever happened to us. Yes, it, yes. Uh, I think I think once. I had a version of something where like the transfer was really bad and like it would randomly go from color and drop into black and white. Yes. You know and what? Come back to color, but that was it. That's why I got BritBox. <laughs> it's because of that. It was something we were watching something and I was like, I can't do this. I need to watch it in like a good version. So I, yeah. I mean, listen, BritBox didn't exist when <clears throat> the files came to be for us. So yes, this is true. There's then then get ready for this. Here's something else that happened in my version that I bet did not happen in yours. Was it the awful editing at the beginning of episode two? Um, well, speaking of that, um, there were at least two episodes, and I want to say it was two and three that 
you know how they'll, they'll replay like you know the 15 or 20 seconds of the previous yes. episode as the intro i don't know what they were thinking but but what i watched like right when you got to the end of that previously on and then the new episode was going to continue you heard the sting yeah that was episode two okay well it happened in episode three as well holy uh, well let me because i put well the uh, editing of at the beginning of episode two is weird Uh, honestly i kind of checked out episode three i don't don't blame you i don't have a lot of notes for episode three but yeah at the beginning of episode two same thing that's so crazy episode episode two yeah it 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 was there for a second. Like they didn't bother yeah. to do anything. Yep. It was so strange. It is the weirdest. I have not seen another doctor who story where, where that has happened. Yeah. I've never like that has never happened that I can recall, but it just and seemed, like, yeah, they're the really just phoning this one in. And I was like, well, maybe it's cause they spent all the money on the graphics that I'm seeing. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, uh, interesting that you know the story I, I think we can both agree wasn't that strong um and that i was mainly more intrigued because of how graphically it looked i was mm-hmm. i was just kind of like because i didn't i i look I, when we do this i just watch the episode and take notes i don't read story notes i don't read the right. synopsis i just yep, kind of like all to, my yeah i kind of like to go into it blind so i can i can give some sort of genuine reaction mm-hmm. if you will um and even if i had gone through the story notes i wouldn't have seen anything about this no honestly and 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 if i saw it i may have just discarded it because i just assumed we'd be watching the same version i mean it, it, when you go to tardis wiki it's like the third paragraph and it's just a long paragraph and you're like oh it's like, oh, the aspect of the story. Okay, whatever. And you just kind of skip it. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, it doesn't, I don't think it mentions it anywhere else, but it's just like so strange that, I mean, I feel like the graphics carried it for me. And yeah, I don't know how I would have felt if I didn't, if I had the original, the original audio recordings of the Daleks, if I didn't have the graphics, if I didn't have the cutaways to these, these crazy build, like, Taylor, honestly, if you, watch anything it's just you just got to watch the graphics for the uh for the um oh my goodness for the uh magnetron we just got to watch that because it's yeah. so crazy just to like for these to be in this episode and you kind of see the dalek ships kind of floating around that was another thing that kind of cued me off is like these are floating around real nice mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't know i don't think this is this is accurate but again this no. has never happened to us so how would i how would i know yeah, but 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 you were right, and and of course for me, like when they cut to like there's a scene where um, you know you see kind of like the uh, the humans kind of being used as slave labor. Yes, uh, in the future, and it literally is it's just a parking garage. Oh yeah, they're like uh, under an overpass. Yeah, the future <laughs> yeah. is this this dystopian future is a parking garage. Yes. And, um, and it's hilarious garbage. because it's weird. Yeah. And, and, and they're, they're running around at points out of doors in what the 22nd century here. And it's, and I literally have notes where I'm like, Oh, okay. So parking spaces survive. Yes. Until the 22nd century, 
you know, That's because it's, though. they're just using, you know, 1971 exteriors and it's like, Oh, yeah, well, just parking spaces. No yeah. one's going to question it. It's the 22nd century. <laughs> so you know? how do we feel like we talked about the Daleks a, a decent amount, but how mm-hmm. do we feel how they were introduced into the story? Because they kind of just show up. Like, there's no it, big reveal. It's just like, hello, I am a Dalek. Was that better yes. than the original uh, The original? Uh, it, it was actually pretty close. Oh, great. Perfect. It was pretty close, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got... I, I'm trying to remember exactly kind of how the transit... Oh, yes, this was this was that... that In the hallway. It was just a Dalek yes. sitting there. Yeah. It, um, so, the... Um, it's such a weird thing, because they CSO this transition... But they they take the scene where like the controller has just gotten done. Um, oh, I can't remember who he was talking to, but it's like he turns around and all of a sudden, like up on the screen, it like pops up and we're suddenly in a different room. And the controller hasn't moved. Yeah. But now he's framed on this video screen talking to the Daleks. Yeah, it's and they they. They do that at least one other time in the story. I think possibly two other times. And it's just this really, it's, it is a little jarring, but it was kind of an interesting uh, way to transition between scenes because it literally, it doesn't require, I don't know. It, there's just such a, um, you kind of like literally pop from one place to the next. Yeah. But what you were focused on before being the controller he hasn't moved. He's still in the same place, but now you're someplace else. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, so yeah, I found it kind of jarring, but also kind of fascinating because I've never really seen that done before. I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's, there was some, some interesting things going on here. I I don't know if they were all necessarily, uh, good. (laughs) (laughs) No. And that's fair because in terms of, like you were saying, in terms of, introducing the Daleks into the story. Yeah. Right. You think back even to, um, even to like the first Dalek story where it's coming down a hall and you see it for the first time or you catch a silhouette of it. Yeah, There's a man. Tension. There's a tension that builds, you know, or you think of when, when um, nine first encounters the Dalek in Dalek, yes. right. You're in a dark room. There's all of that. This is, Oh, I'm in front of a screen and somebody's where you're in a zoom meeting. Yeah. And the Dalek walks by and is like, Oh, that's just my roommate. Don't worry about him. That's basically what it felt yes, like. Yeah. Yes. That it, it is. And it's, it, 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 it scores just how underwhelming many of the elements of the story are. There's also like, no speaking of, I know there it's a different kind of score. There's no music tone to when a Dalek shows up no. for the first time. It's just, there's a Dalek. And that's it. It's it's just very very strange. It's like, did you were you guys legitimately forced to put Daleks into the story? Like, I I want to know, right? And yeah, I feel like there is not a lot of like notable music. No, no. In this in this story, yeah. um, I I know that there was music, yes. but none of it really stood out as being. I mean, what was it? Was it Death to the Daleks? The other John Pertwee story that we did where it was like, here comes this Dalek. Here's this upbeat bongo music. Yes. And it's just like, this is, this is, that's even worse than this. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, let's play some fun timey music as these like 
you know, the death Nazi death robots, you know, come charging at yeah. us is, yeah, it's the Pertwee era could have used a little bit more musical direction to kind of amp up a little bit of tension because that is one thing this story lacks in droves is yeah. tension. Well, I mean, my only other notes are, are basically <laughs> about the graphics that only I saw. Um, well, that, and, and you can talk about them. That is fine. I mean, I already I feel like I already did. They look pretty cool, and I was I was a little blown away by them, but now I am less blown away by them. <laughs> that, that's fair too. But I mean, they um, look pretty cool. You should for sure for sure check them out. Um, well, let's let's talk about the Agrons. Oh my goodness, yes. Let's talk about uh, living in the land of the lost. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think of these guys? They got they got the long the long hair. I, I think the thing that. And you know, Pertwee said he liked that he could he could act off of them, even mm-hmm. though I'm pretty sure they only just karate chopped people for the most part. I think they spoke very very uh, infrequently. Mm-hmm. What do you think about their makeup matching what they are wearing? I you know that it it did in some ways kind of all start to blend together. Yeah, a bit. It did make it kind of like tough to discern stuff and and maybe it would have been different on say a television as opposed to my phone my phone screen um mm, i don't know i feel like you're pretty i watched it you know on my on my computer and okay i feel like you were pretty pretty dead on with that it yeah it just uh, if it wasn't for i guess all of the wrinkles in their in their shirt i wouldn't i'd be like are they not wearing a shirt like what is happening well and they don't have their shirt tucked in so yeah that well, kind of is that. a giveaway um, you know the the other thing uh, worth noting is that the design of them granted they have hair their body shape is a little different but the general kind of amorphousness of their heads i mean they, they're only kind of a step removed from oh yeah um Santarans in a way yes there is kind of a potato head aspect to them there is you know what that's an actually a very good point it's a very good point we're, we're in gray and brown which is a color i don't colors i don't think a scheme should ever be yeah it is not ones that i would uh it's like a silver mm-hmm yeah, for their uh, I don't know bandoliers or something. Yeah, um, but I don't. I feel like in terms of the show itself, we don't see them again. I've, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I could I could check, but I don't think we we ever see the. Uh, do we the Agrons? I don't. I don't think so. I think in the story notes there may be an audio or two that have them. Yeah. But that, yeah, that looks like that's it. But in terms of on screen, I'm pretty confident we don't see them again. Yep, that looks like it's it. I'm looking, I'm looking around, and it's just uh, television. Oh no, they were in. It says they were they were in Carnival of Monsters and Frontier in Space. Were they really? Now Carnival of Monsters, I could believe because they had everything in there. Right, they they captured a bunch of that one. I could see. I don't remember it off the top of my head. But Frontier in Space. Why do I not? Have we done Frontier in Space? That's oh, that might be why I don't remember it. The Agrons. I don't think we have done Frontier. Yeah, the, you know they're like they're in it. They're in it to win it here. Oh, okay. May, did we? I don't think we've watched Frontier in Space. I don't think we have. This looks like a Master Dalek story. Yes, that would make sense. And the introduction of the Draconians. Oh, okay. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, no, we have not watched this one. Fair. There you go. That's why we didn't know. Fair. Yep. Didn't know, yep. people. <laughs> but I guess we will see them again in a future episode. We will. <laughs> Spoiler, not the next episode. Yep. I do. I mean, I do like, you know, it's one of the things we always try to do is we always try to find the things that we like, even in stories that aren't great. Um, but one of the things that I do like is like the use of time travel within the story and jumping back and forth. Yes. And how they're coming from the future back to the past to try and prevent the future they're having. And I like the twist that it's like, no, what you're doing creates the future you have. It's a closed time like loop. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that twist. I would have liked to get that, you know, episode one, episode four connection that they were talking about that had to get cut. I think that would have been cool. Oh yeah, that would that would have made to get yeah. you know basically the reverse angle of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would have been fun. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, and and especially for a season opener. Yeah, that's the other thing. This is a season opener. Yeah. This opened the season, and it, yeah. it feels uh, pretty weak. Honestly, it, it it does. Although I will say that the 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 house exploding at the very end was a pretty darn good explosion. Oh well, I mean that's another thing. I'm guarantee my explosion was way different than yours, but um, possibly it was. I mean, because I was like, "Whoa, this is nuts!" Even even for what I watched, it was pretty impressive. Did it look like they exploded an entire house? Yes. Okay, I mean that's kind of what mine looked did, like, actually. but there was a bigger kind of explosion on top of it. Was it was it kind of like um, was it kind of like the Death Star did a big ring expand out from it? Yeah. Oh, maybe they. Okay. See, so wow. so no, no, no. Mine didn't. But what I'm saying is that the version you watched has is it has had the uh, the George Lucas touch. Ah, uh, yes. Done to it. It's like, oh yeah, here's this here's this old well, <laughs> yeah. story. We're gonna make some upgrades to it. Which well, is kind of something I hate. Yeah, but I general. like the the laser beams were very Star Warsy. Yeah, well, yeah. and that I totally get that vibe off it. So the yeah. the the ring, you know, uh, the shockwave coming off the house. That honestly is just a joke. It didn't happen in my version, <laughs> but the house did blow up pretty darn good. Oh yeah, and I will also say just about about the ray gun in general. I love mm-hmm. the look of it. Yes. I thought that was a very cool design. Yeah, yeah. And I and I, I love the fact that you know the um, the gorillas had to basically kind of like um, you know hack the plans of the Dalek time travel and try and build their own and it and it doesn't always work right. Yes, <laughs> I like that. There's this kind of like you know um, uncertainty aspect to it. Yeah, we're like, all right, we're gonna travel through time and it might not actually work. <laughs> yeah, well, fingers crossed, everyone. Pretty much. Uh, so let's talk about episode three, which is the episode I literally had no notes on. Twelve minutes okay. in, I had no notes, and then we see the. So basically, the doctor has been captured, but they're treating him nicely because they want to get information out of him. Mm-hmm. And the controller has this wine carafe. Yes, <laughs> that is like. A this is something you'd see like the Swedish chef like break is just like yep. a giant like or I'm sorry you'd have you'd have Beaker and uh, Doctor Bunsen would have this oh yes absolutely it Except just looks like this a, wine craft yeah is is painted all white rather than being clear with you know 
milliliter gradients on it. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's it like is. It's re- very big. It is stupidly big, and the doctor comments like a million times on how great the the vintage was. Um, and there, and the other thing in episode three that was mentioned in the story notes, the absolute state of this trike scene, this trike chase scene. Yes. Now, okay. L- like we said, can, can I? Yeah, go ahead. Go can ahead. I? Let me just real quickly, just to touch on the wine and snacks. Yes, I do yes. find it very interesting that there actually is a lot of wine and snacks in this whole story because in the first episode, when they get to Sir Reginald's house and it's like, hey, oh, Joe, do yeah. you want to spend the night in a haunted house? The, the doctor is basically hanging out, just like having like cheese and crackers and wine. Yeah, he's just waiting for something to happen. Right. And he's just chilling and making himself at home. And then they get to the 22nd century and it's like, oh, here, have some have some organic grapes in here and have some wine. And it's it's kind of funny that we, we kind of get these these kind of bookended scenes. Yeah, that's very weird. Um, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, I didn't either until you mentioned it and it kind of popped in. It's like, oh, wait a second. A lot of wine uh, drinking going on here. Well, you know, when the story is not great, you need a little bit of, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know lubrication to uh make your way through it but more importantly let's talk about this little honda trike that apparently survives the 22nd century okay so first of all this is like up until this point i was like this story's okay and then this happened and this was downright hilarious and i i i was kind of like uh this is i'm kind of i'm kind of over this now (laughs) because the doctor and joe get on this trike and they get away. They they get away scot-free. They're gone. But the scene mm-hmm. goes on and we have more of the uh uh the the soldiers kind of hanging around. The yeah, they're they're hanging around and the, like the doctors just driving this trike, a thing that children drive. Um and it looked to be that size too. It didn't yes. look to be like a full-sized thing. It looked and they're just kind of like, hey, you, and they're trying to, like, grab him, and it's just really awkward, and I'm thinking to myself, how did they catch up to him? Uh, I, like, and even if he was trying to get away and there were, you know, there were soldiers up ahead, how would he not try to avoid them? There's right. just a lot of, like, weird, not, and they kind of, he kind of just, like, falls into some grass, and they're like, we got you. It's, yeah, it's one of those things where this this looks to be... Um, like it's got like sand paddle tires on it. Yes. Um, right. These are not like knobby off-road tires. This isn't like an, uh, an ATV or something. This is like something you go bombing around in the dunes. Yeah. It, it is smaller. So you get him and Joe on it yes. and the, you can very clearly see just how much tire pressure they still need yeah uh, to put into those tires so they're they're very much bouncing around a lot on this thing and um especially turning yes like, it's just here's, so here's awkward gearhead me kind of like coming out um it really is awkward because you turn that thing too sharply and you are going to tip yourself over uh, especially if you've got really low tire pressure back there and so they're very back heavy yeah um with the two of them on there so the, yes this whole scene gets really awkward really fast because they're 
racing around on like what used to be a concrete slab but is clearly aged and there's you know weeds and grass <laughs> growing up through it yeah and it yeah it just gets to be this thing where it's like oh no there's more of them let's try and turn around and you've got to really slow down to turn around yeah it's and so yeah it did it's, not yeah <laughs> didn't no. do the job it 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 is now a vehicle in the pantheon uh that also includes our um uh you know three mile an hour go-kart from uh what is it paradise towers oh gee. or um no no paradise towers is what i'm thinking I'm yeah i was gonna say the happiness patrol no happiness uh, patrol is the other yeah, yeah. And the, the, the little couch cart from um, that fourth Doctor. Oh, the couch cart. Yes. The couch cart. So we've got these three Yikes. that I feel like maybe should all be in like a wacky races together. If they came out with a Doctor Who wacky races that did not include a TARDIS at all, that would be great. Yep. <laughs> or like you, you travel into the TARDIS and you like ha- have to race around. And there you go. That's the game. Ooh. That's I the game, it. and the rooms I change. Oh my goodness, guys! Rooms change, and you've got a uh, yes. What, what would we have? Work. We would have. Uh, we would have Bessie. Oh, you'd have to have Bessie. We you would have, have to have this, the, the Who Mobile. The Who Mobile. Yes, we would have this freaking thing. Yep, we'd have this thing. We'd have the couch cart. We'd have um, the three mile an hour go kart. Yeah, we would have. What else would we have? Um, we just for fun. Just for fun, we'd get that oh, car that the doctor bought uh, Amy and Rory. Sure. Uh, um, we could also put the doctor on a motorcycle like Eleven had. Ah, yes. Um, we could also have, um, I don't know if you remember from Greatest Show in the Galaxy, Nord, Vandal of the Road. Yes. And his like multi-wheel, like, yeah. you can't call it a trike, but I think it was a, like a quint, I guess. Yeah, I'm down. Listen, um, this is, I love that bike. This is what the people want. Stop trying to make these games... With the gems, don't give me a puzzle game. Yes, I don't I'm want. Terrible at those. I don't want it. I want. Give it. me a Doctor Who racing game. And I just gave you the premise, and you could also this like perfect. You could travel through the schism and go into the time vortex, and that could be a, a, a raceway as well. Come on, why not? This is great. Why not? Oh my goodness, BBC, call us. <laughs> okay, love there it. There we go. We have found something excellent out of this episode. Yes, come up with a concept. That's great. Doctor Who racing game. There we go. All right. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I was like uh, very just wanted to talk about. Um, I mean, I I will say the the house explosion was insane, as we talked about earlier. Yeah, um, and yeah. then, I mean, the the oh, we we've already been to the future joke to close it out was I was. Oh, like, yeah. I was like, OK, sure. Is it over? <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's somehow. Yeah. I mean, that's really all I got. Honestly, I'll be honest. I, I don't have much else really. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I kind of wish we'd watched the same version. I, I think if we had both watched your version, oh man, oh man, I think I would have liked this a lot less. Yeah. I would, I'm, I think you're right. I might just have to pull up BritBox, put this on, you know, possibly a, side by a side, side double it. speed. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, it, it would be very interesting. All right. Do we got any, got anything else for us? Start hitting these buttons. I, I think you should start hitting some buttons, my friend. All right. I've got all the machinery I need. Stand back. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time.
All right. I, I here's the thing. I guess we have to keep in consideration that we both watched two different versions yeah. where my my literal people were exploding as they were shot. It was crazy. Right. And um, they were just disappearing. Yeah, and yours were just disappearing. I feel like uh we did get some um um v- Venetian uh Aikido. We got some Aikido, that's true, yeah, yes. We did. Which was nice. We uh we also got um some people getting bonked on the head. Yep. Um and seemingly murdered immediately after they were being bonked on the head. But I will say that you know, sometimes they'd hit people on the head and they would, you know, you're like, oh, that person's dead. But then he, the one time that he hits a guy on the head, he kind of just slides down the mountain and is like, I'm perfectly fine and <laughs> obliterates him. Yeah. So that was weird. That was another weird thing. Uh, what else? Uh, the house exploding. The house exploding. Absolutely. I mean, um, I, I mean, yeah, I might be rating on a different blast. We did. Oh, we got Joe uh, smashing the the wine uh, craft oh, over yes. the yeah over the head there. Okay, yep, there is that. That was a good one. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna try and grade on a scale here because I you know I had the exploding stuff here. Well, yeah. G- score yours, and I'll score mine. I'd probably go with five and a half, honestly. Yeah, see, mine, it, I like some of the hits. I like the fact that we get some Venusian Aikido. I like that, you know, we get a very Duggan-esque, you know, Winecraft yes. smash. Smashing things. But in, in the grand scale of all of it, it, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't really land the way that, say, you know, our, our benchmark, City of Death, lands. So right. yeah, I'm a lot closer to like a low four, like almost like a three nine. All right. I think that makes sense. Uh, you know, again, the house blowing up, I think even oh. in the original version, really good effect. Yeah. But having to work through all four episodes to get what we get, it just isn't as... Not worth it. Isn't as satisfying. Yeah, I think this might be one that I, I mean, I'd say if you watch my version just kind of for the for the graphics, that's good, but otherwise I why I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that this is necessarily a story that that we would really recommend as like a yeah. must-see story yeah. unless you wanted to sit down and play them side by side. Yes, that would be interesting. And kind of analyze where things changed. Like I could see that. Yeah. But if it's sure. just like, hmm, what's a good Pertwee story to watch? It's not this one. It ain't. Th- this ain't it, folks. Nope. <laughs> this ain't it. All right, let's let's uh, let's check out if there's any uh, change behind this couch, shall we? Gathering close, it's time for the behind the couch <laughs> I mean, let, is it? <laughs> no. Yeah. Good night, folks. I know this story really isn't <laughs> scary at all. The Daleks don't even come across as threatening. It, I, yeah. Woof. There you go. Pretty much. Woof. There, there you go. Woof. There you go. Um, all right. Well, uh, it's my turn next time. Yes. And uh, I was going through. I've been trying to do this thing where I try to match up like the release date with when we're going to record. But uh, right. Doctor Who kind of usually ends around September, early September. So nothing, uh, I think only things that we have watched, like I think I think the 12th Doctor had like one or two on September 20th yes, or something like and that. Yes, and I know that uh, season 26 
had started by now, but we've done all of season 26. Yeah, I was looking to see if we like, could also just complete another season, and uh, there was nothing. But I, I came across this, and uh, the the man who plays the Doctor in, in this says it's one of his three favorite of all time that he was in. Ooh, okay. Uh, and that kind of piqued my interest. It's The Visitation, starring Peter Davison as the Doctor, Matthew Waterhouse as Adric, Sarah Sutton as Nyssa, and Janet Fielding as Tegan. It was written by Eric Saward. I don't Sayward. Think, Sayward. Mm-hmm. Yep. And directed by Peter, not Stephen Moffat. Gotcha. Uh, I'm interested to see this because uh, as soon as I read that, I was kind of just going through a couple of stories. I'm like, this nothing is really grasping me here. But as soon as I saw Peter Davidson's like, yeah, this is my top, one of my top three stories that I was in. I was like, okay, let's do it. All right. Sounds good. All right. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice. And you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Booth. <laughs> that's <laughs> mm. something i can't talk to that i don't know what's going on at bus buddha 71 subscribe to us on itunes and stitcher and spotify yes it does work on spotify just search podcast it always worked on it, spotify thankfully it always did but you know you know we're just you know it's jokes jokes and stuff it's uh, all good podcastica look for uh taylor and myself uh animated coming out of that sweet sweet tardis uh, rate and review us as well. We would appreciate that. And so you can also subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. You can find our show and all the other shows over there too. And N-O-T-L-G.com is another place you can find all of our shows. The back catalog, if you will. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash N-O-T-L-G. If you want to uh, buy some of our merchandise, um, it is September. It's still very hot. Um Yes. So don't buy a sweatshirt or buy one if you want to. You do what you want. (laughs) Tuck it away until it gets cold. Yeah, whatever you want to do, you do it. Uh, You can also support us on Patreon, (laughs) patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. You know, it's just a Patreon if you want to support us uh, monthly. That's pretty much where you would go to do that. We don't have any cool rewards or anything because besides our gratitude, (laughs) <laughs> which is and the knowing coolest that you're helping to pay for hosting and yes all that fun stuff yes absolutely uh but also you know we're still uh uh i heard there's a new variant i heard there's a new variant in town uh <laughs> and it's not a loki sadly no it's not it's another another uh one of these the deadly virus that could kill us all um so who knows what the what the future holds uh, so, you know, just make sure you're supporting your local shops any way you can, uh, whether it be monetarily, uh, retweeting their social medias, whatever you can do to help them. That would be great. All right. So that is it for this week's episode. Join us again in two weeks when we talk about the visitation and we'll talk to you guys then. See ya. See ya. And it's Agrons. I keep wanting to say Orgons. Agrons. Agrons. Those are the leather facey people.